Hello and welcome back to another episode of Boys Gone Wild. I am uh, hungover, incredibly hungover actually. Well, not incredibly, it's not extraordinary. It's not, incredible I feel is, um, it's too strong a word. Incredible is um, someone's journey back from Antarctica. That's an incredible expedition. That's what incredible right. is. Incredible is a strong you, word. Can you not use it to, to kind of categorise things that aren't necessarily incredible in themselves? Like go on. Like a hangover, you could have incredible, a, a, an, an incredible, an incredible. incredible it, it, it implies incredulity, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what I often, you know. Sometimes you need to think about what words actually mean. Yeah, I mean, it's funny saying a hangover is incredible, incredibly hungover. Well, yeah, I don't think it would garner much incredulity. My hungover, no, but I've rarely fair. done. You know, it's normally Andrew who's, you know, in a semi fugue state, only being carried through the fact that he's still drunk um sure but because it's a week i'm not not normally hung over so this is this is a this is a new experience for me um i'm very much going to be on semi-autopilot but we are doing the second of our six weeks apart um already it's tough (laughs) (laughs) on the old body um what were you doing last night it was someone's birthday um, who shouldn't be mentioned. Who can't be mentioned on this pod. Well, right. yeah, because it, basically, when people have birthdays... But let's just in, say they're a senior figure in... The Labour Party. The Labour Party. It's <laughs> Keir Starmer. <laughs> it was, I was out at Keir Starmer's birthday last night. Um, yeah. No, whenever the comedian... He likes had, a beer. Yeah, it's quite tragic because we were all enjoying ourselves, and he was standing on the outside of the circle <laughs> holding a beer, and then laughing along with. A That's just of how things. he likes it. That's just how he <laughs> likes to do it. He doesn't enjoy being around people drinking. It's purely just for the window stare. He has, he has a he has a big smile on his face. Good old beer starmer, and then he goes to the yeah. toilet and looks himself in the mirror and goes, "Come on, Keir, come on, you're better than this, Keir. <laughs> They're on to you." And then he, I, I think Keir practices. Um, I think Keir practices saying hello before he goes out. So he if, he knows, if he knows he's going to meet a friend or a female, yeah. he goes to the and, he, and goes, oh, hi. Oh, hey, Rachel. Yeah. How are you? He also, he definitely practices when he's got a, like, when he's at a shop and he's got to buy something behind the counter and <laughs> ask for them. He kind of puts that over in his head. <laughs> 20 pack of Marvel Gold, Keir, 20 pack of Marvel Gold. Well, he's smoking. Yeah, he's just, well, he's Beer Starmer. <laughs> That sort of that seems like no, because it's not for him. It's it's some kids have bullied him into buying them for. Him. Right, yeah, yeah. Some kids outside the shop. Oh, give us some six, Keir. No, no, thank you. That's illegal. Okay, fine. Go on, Keir. Fine, okay. Go on, Keir. You're worse than Ed. Um, but yeah, when there's um, get up. I hadn't finished speaking. Well, then, no, come on, you gotta, you gotta roll with that. You're hungover, but you, you can roll with that. <laughs> oh, you're actually there's, really there's, hungover. Yeah, there's nothing no. behind your eyes. No, it's not. And I, I'm developing, I'm developing autism. Because um, you not, weren't not, in the best state I, with that. I wasn't anyway, in the best state. Honest. But you know, you, you weren't. The, you're definitely not the least autistic person. No, I no. But you know, a jury could argue my case. Um, it wouldn't. Be, it sure. wouldn't. Be, my trial wouldn't be. You know, it wouldn't be a show trial. There would be. There would genuinely be some. There'd be some evidence. Some on interesting both sides. arguments either way. Yeah. <laughs> it is one for a jury. It wouldn't be a formality, is what I'm saying. No, no. But, there would um, be discussion, but your name would be cleared. Yeah. 
Because um, I use all my non-autism to fly for my show. Uh, I'm actually a very good flyer. And uh, uh, even I'm taken back by my, my charisma with strangers. But then the problem is, and I feel a, a rush of confidence that, um, of feeling like, God, I am actually pretty good at this. But then I realize that I've used all my, all my social skills for the day. So then after doing that and then doing a stand-up show for 45 minutes trying to meet other people it's like oh god I've, i'm i'm my, my body's fully out and that's partly why i've got a glazed look over my eyes because um, there's nothing there's nothing there's left. nothing going on there but last yeah. night i went to a comedian's birthday and, and basically in edinburgh if anyone's got a birthday they just say i'm gonna be at this pub and then every comedian goes there so it's an incredibly stressful experience i mean it's quite nice to see some people but i mean i don't really know i don't know if you, i don't you might i guess the closest to having this is just having a, an old like a new year's with all our school friends or something but i, I don't talking really, about social group events large group events with all, people that you all know and all right oh 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 a conversation to oh, a almost conversation. everyone there yes yeah 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 yeah, um, yeah and i just don't really know what the rules are because I'm always saying hello to someone and trying to have a conversation. Then another one will say hello to me during that. And I don't know if right. I can't, I don't want to be rude to that person because I actually just haven't seen that person. But I just started speaking to this person who I hadn't seen. So I can't, right. hello, oh, sorry. And then you, the, my big fear is I don't want, you know, you don't want the feeling of like, oh, they're just moving on to a more interesting person when I'm just, and then it's in a t- confined You're just space. trying to get by. And I think everyone struggles with it, but I don't really know what's, um, what's the correct, what's the smooth no. way out of that. The person who's said hello to you during a conversation is kind of breaking the rules. It, it, they are. You've got, to be, you've got to be a bit more tactful than that. If someone's clearly in the conversation, you don't immediately go up to them to interrupt because otherwise it's then just a carousel of hellos. Uh, no well, yeah, that, says, that, that was literally a carousel of hellos. Hellos last. Hellos. <laughs> hello. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of shoulder tapping in Edinburgh, which, you know, it's nice. It's part of the... Thing, but there's a have lot you of... do you still lie to get out of a conversation because i think i've given up on that like if you're in a conversation that or you want to move on from it or go to someone else or you need to say hello to someone else often yeah. you i think back in the day mexico it would be is like, the biggest country in the world and then just leave <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to do it because they're so they're like oh oh is, is it and then by the by the time they've contemplated you're gone you're fucking out of there. Um, no, it's in like oh, I was oh, I just need to go and do this. Oh, I've I, I was just in the middle of that. Oh, I, I'm I'm gonna I need to go and grab this. And instead of just like I'm gonna go now. Have you? Do you say that? Well, I think I just. Got? I don't think I say anything. I just say like I'll catch you later. What? While they're midway through a story. <laughs> yeah, Pre- preferably when they're midway through a story. I'll catch you later. That's hilarious. Someone's like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, the funniest thing happened to me," and you're listening. You go, "I'll catch you later." And they're just midway I'll through. Catch you like, later. Oh. And then maintain eye contact as you leave. <laughs> and then you you wait um, outside for two hours until they leave the venue, and then you catch them in the net and say, "I fucking <laughs> told you, cunt." <laughs> you, you're doing way too much net content at the moment. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> what net content I doing? Am I doing? I can't hear you anymore. What net content am I doing? I can't hear you, I'm afraid. Hello! Is it you or is it me? I think it's me. Hello? 
Can you hear me? Nothing. Just calling Andrew again. Sorry about this, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah, a lot louder now, yeah. Excellent. Brilliant. We're back. Woohoo. Um, but yeah, no, I, I find in conversations, um, I still have to lie a lot. And I think it happens a lot with comedians. And I, 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 I am fascinated by this because I don't know. I wish there was more. And I don't know how you feel. You're, 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 you are socially et, but you also, you know, are, it, you, you, you cover up a lot of deficiencies, you know. Well, that's what being socially et is. <laughs> You've just defined. Is it? it? You can't. Yeah, you can't air all your dirty laundry. Everyone's a freak in every way. No, I don't mean being everywhere. a freak, but I mean anyway. I, I, I don't know. What do you I mean? mean? Okay, I mean, this is going. You know. Yeah, I, I, I feel like, you know, we can both rub people the wrong way. Strangers, I have bad first uh, yeah. impressions. Do you know what I mean? But I just, yeah. I wish there was more defined rules for these sort of events. Like if they could so print would you like a, a laminated yeah. form with the Ten Commandments saying like, you know, if the right. conversation just, just anywhere. the Ten Commandments, just to remind you not to kill or <laughs> adult. Yeah. Can Great adult be idols. used like that? If you're, a you what? can be an adulterer as a as a noun. Could could one adult? Can someone adult? Do you adult with someone's wife? I I think you could you. This I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Neither of us. This is a lot of the podcast. Is do you think they could do this? No, I don't. I have no absolutely no idea. Not at all. But we let no we let idea. people ruminate on it, and that's sort of this is a rumination podcast. There's a lot of ruminating going on. Um, there really is, but we'll find the answers one day. Because I don't think other people are great in conversation either at those sort of things. And a lot of the, to, to be honest, as much as I've talked about me, you know, developing autism, I think I do a lot of the legwork in most people's conversations. Because oh, occasionally, yeah. I'll, I look, a lot of the time, I'll be like, all right, so if I maybe fucked up a couple of conversations or taken it too far or just done, like, a, just felt uncomfortable, I'm like, all right, I'll let other people just talk and I'll just be one of those quiet, you know, quiet guys who seem to be, yeah, yeah. You, you don't think anything of them. They don't embarrass themselves. They just don't say anything. And then it's mm. just like dead silence. Everyone's so awkward and embarrassed. I'm like, this is, is this what it's always like when I'm not around? <laughs> <laughs> Every party's a nightmare if you're not there. <laughs> um, Everyone's just like, well. Um. So how would you, what's your ideal structure of a get-together that think you could ease your concerns about talking to people? Because I'm, I'm an extrovert in a way, or maybe it's probably like, I don't know, there's, that, there's all that introverted extroverted stuff. Like I get my energy from people, other people, strangers as well. I like speaking to, I like speaking to new people. So I'm definitely not, yeah. But I think I'd like it where um, we. I think where where the space of the room's more defined. Like last night, we were. So do you want you want categories for different races? Not races, but no. I think I think there should be with how good at anecdotes and just general fun right. people are. They should have different coloured badges on. So it's like a coloured tier system. It goes like red, green, yeah. green, blue, orange. Right. That doesn't feel like an ascending or descending scale, really. So as to, not, as to not ruin the self-esteem of the attendees. 
Well, you, you, no, well, no, because it would ruin the self-esteem of the yeah, tendies. But so then what's you, the point you, of not having like just one, two, three, four? Why do we need these kind of colors? Yeah, fine, that, fine, fine. One, okay. two, three, four, sure. Um, <laughs> and then you kind of have the most interested people in the middle of the circle kind right. of hashing it out. And then you have each layer is the next round. So the people, like the fours are sort of like on is the it like king, Is it like playing king of the court in tennis or football? <laughs> I don't think of it like that, but I quite like that as a... So what? Are you trying to best the person in conversation? Yeah. Yeah. And then you get the right to move up to the next <laughs> section. And then you play them. And then... Yeah. So but that, the only problem with that is we'll need loads. Cause it, so everyone can play. There'd have to be loads of different sections. Because yeah, there'd loads. have to be half, half the lo- amount lo- of sections looks of like people a- there. So if there was 50 looks, people there, we'd need 25 sections and 25 different colour patches. Yeah, it looks similar to speed dating, the uh, yeah. a social event. That's the kind of, that's got sort of my dream setup. What's your dream setup? What do, you, what do you like in a social occasion? I want the freedom. I want like a, a I want a globalised world where there aren't any borders. I want a, I want a, a, per, a permeable membrane where... Yeah. There's no awkwardness. There should no one should. I don't want to feel bad about just deciding I don't want to talk to this person anymore and move to the next. But I'm, I'm often I that the re, how I tend to do that and I do it every now and again is known as Andrew's corner in our social group. And when we'll go to something, I'll park up in a corner with a drink and then just beckon people over, and then I'll have yeah. intense one-on-one conversations with them. And then you're a big one of those guys. You're also a big. You're a big disappearer. Oh um, yeah, you really take you take yourself out the thing and have yeah, yeah. Um, because I just don't. I like to talk to the people I want to talk to for a long period of time, rather than loads of people who I kind of want to talk to for a bit. No, I I, I want five seconds with everyone. I want just a, yeah. a constant mass. I want to only get surface level. I don't want to. I don't want to even break the skin. I don't want to break the yeah, fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps but the so mystery that, up. That quite works because then naturally people, you know, want to go to the party and I'll be like, okay, you go. I'll find my next pig. And then, yeah. um, and then it moves oink, on from there. Oink, Yeah. Oink, oink. I think we both actually have a similarity, um, which is that we're quite, we're quite uncompromising with, or maybe, yeah, we really don't, we're not, neither of us are really people pleasers at all. No. Which I think actually makes us quite stand out for most of society, to be mm. honest. Because I, so I, I, I think I used to I used to be more, definitely. And I've really noticed it just absolutely drop off a cliff. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, yeah, I've noticed it too. I think we I like Quite frankly like I hold I hold the other person in the conversation in contempt. Yes, it's true. Contempt of court is what contempt I Contempt of court. In. Yeah. <laughs> because they are lying to the judicial system. <laughs> No, because yeah, because BB tells you that people get quite intimidated by me because I I clearly look so upset and I put people under pressure to be uh, interested, which I don't realise I'm doing. And I think we probably both do that. I can imagine us both being just kind of like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, cool, yeah. You definitely um, do that. You have an eyebrow yes, movement. Sure. What when I'm bored of shit? You don't move your... Well, I've I've just realised this, but when you're talking to something that you're not interested in or talking about something you're not interested in, your eyebrows just stay firmly on your eyes. 
you need to like adjust them slightly because if you're meeting someone new you want to do like put your eyebrows up a little bit like that just so it's your least look that no you see you can't do it because now you're, you're a terrifying oh professor. yeah you're oh wow do no oh, well you don't have mate. to do it like that no just like that okay did yeah. they that sounds hard mate yeah oh yeah really okay yeah that's cool i think yeah i think that's definitely true i do also think that it's like um the geography of my face i've got an incredibly uh, furrowed brow and ridged kind of like eyebrows that that cast a shadow over my eyes because i think there's mm. you actually spot this out with people there's it's a big part of it, your people's faces that people don't talk about which is whether the structure of your actual brow and eyebrow shadows your eyes because i think it really gives a huge different vibe to people's faces do you mean people, if the eyebrows a bit extend like out be extended because if it's yeah, back okay. they people look a lot more innocent just in general yeah. It doesn't matter anything about the personality. It's just the signifier can you give immediately some, innocent. Can you give some famous examples of people with both exa- both kinds of eyebrow protrusion? Um, Who looks in naturally <laughs> like friendly and because of their eyebrows? And um, who looks menacing? I'll tell you who looks quite menacing is William H. Macy. <laughs> well, we look alike. That's true. I think that's probably why I'm thinking of it. Well, so like, so BB has uh, a very, there's a lot of light hits her eyes and she is big. And I, like, I don't think there's any shadow over there. So she looks much more innocent. And then me, yeah. I always look stormy and furrowed and furious. But is that not just also to do with the size of your eyes? No, I think there's something else going on about the ma- There's just shadow. So whenever the light's there, it's like, it is just shadow. So it's like, it's, my eyes are constantly just hiding under a, like a bus shelter, staring yeah. out. Or like, like as a opposed to la- as opposed to lounging on the beach, you know. Right, you're not yeah, sunbathing. <laughs> you get badly sunburnt when exposed to too much socialness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's an interesting point. I, th- um, I suppose so. Or maybe that's why I'm thinking about your eyebrows. But a, a lot of it is just showing emotion on your face, and your um. You're not very. I don't think you're very good at doing fake emotions, or like not particularly in, interest is something you really struggle with. To <laughs> Massively. What do you think? You, like look, you do I'm look pretending. angry. It's just, honestly, it's just your eyebrows. They just they just sit in the same place, and you're like, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. It doesn't work. Well, you're not you're not excellent either. <laughs> I'm a hell of a lot better than you. No, I'm true. not good at it. I'm not good at it, but I can at least go, okay, yeah, just raise the eyebrows well, you like do, that. You do a thing, which, what's different with art, because we both have, actually, this is something we both struggle with in different ways. My problem, yeah. I'm actually much better at saying words that imply that I'm interested. But so, I'm okay at asking questions. I often just ask questions of the back of people. I can't, because you've just got to keep you're them not talking. at all even listening what they're saying. And that can be a problem. You're, you have no idea what they're saying and you're showing with all the right facial expressions because you're going, yeah, <laughs> yeah, brilliant. But there's nothing going in. I'm listening I- contently and hating every yeah. second of it. But why would you do that? Okay. Well, there enough. you go. Yeah, I guess so. So I, you should be, for, for us, you should be like me. You don't have to listen to what they're saying, <laughs> but you still aren't appearing that rude because your face looks interested. Yeah. You can go somewhere will- else, go to your own little world. Yeah. I wore contact lenses um, f- for the first time on stage two nights ago. It was actually the best gig of the run, um, but I became 
yeah, fully. They made me way more. Maybe it's because I just conceptually, spatially already, it's a bit fucked because my dyspraxia. But having yeah. contact lenses, it, there was a just I've ne- it was a weird conception, and yeah, I was like I was only with Sean, um, so it was it was contained. But I was on my my most my worst form of all time. Not all time. Wait, on but, on stage or what? No, just speaking in conversation. But luckily, it was a controlled environment where only one person got to see it. Wait, but, where, is this after the show or before? After the show. Right. Um, what were you so doing? I do think, I think, I just was making no sense. Um, I was a because lot like you were wearing uh, our friend lenses. Cowley. Yeah. Right. I just, I would, I would uh, be trying to make, tell, make a point and then completely forget what I was talking about and show completely the wrong emotion. <laughs> Now that's an. In- I've never heard that as a side effect of wearing contact lenses. No, I don't. <laughs> it just completely fucked me up. Um, Why yes, is that? Th- because was- you can sun- you can see for the first time, or I think is it a different kind of sight? I think your eyes have to adjust to contact lenses, so everything was slightly spacey. So my depth perception perception was a bit off, and right. that surprised me. And you are on a- you are nothing without your depth perception. I've said that many <laughs> times about you. That's your greatest skill. That's your superpower. Emotional depth perception. I'm like, that sure. person is shallow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, thanks to everyone. from. There's been a lot of people who listen to the podcast coming to the shows. Um, the numbers have been uh, good, actually. And uh, yeah, the, the audience demo is still... Those Those white women are fucking... They're keeping us alive, you know. They're, they're the keeping us blood. afloat. They are. You got to. You know. You've been getting a tough time, white women, um, yeah. Especially middle and class finally, ones. But finally, but here those at Boys years, Gone Wild, we love you. you. Finally, got Boys Gone Wild to correct for the history <laughs> of mistreatment the, and lack of equal rights. I think seventy percent of the audience are like women. To be honest, are they hooping? Are they hooping and hollering? Yeah, they're flashing. Um, what titties? No, fanny. Their their minds. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I, it, had, it's been gone have you had any um good heckles or anything fun anything fun from the shows any anecdotes i haven't had i didn't have any i mean the shows have gone pretty well oh yeah so the so the first show and so the, what, what i'm doing up here is a 45 minute work in progress which is quite hard to explain to people and it sort of the, the thought i had was while i'm up there I'll, I'll just have to become good and that's sort of coming true, but the lack of preparation. Basically, I I was just doing 45 mati- minutes of all the material I liked, back to back. It's not like a show show. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so on the first night, uh, loads of people were in, and for half an hour, it was great. I was killing. It was all the stuff I'd spent the last three days writing and honing. And then the last 10 minutes that I hadn't written at all uh, sounded like I hadn't written them at all. Uh, if yeah, my yeah. set was the first half an hour was solid shit like like f- f- genuine logs of shit then the last right. 10 minutes was farts okay and in this odd analogy uh, the <laughs> yeah. solid logs of shit are good great right they've got and, substance right and then in and then the farts are, are bad the farts are bad, and they are all. Yeah. I built up so much goodwill in the room until my it's ten. A really, minutes of farts. really odd, odd <laughs> analogy to use. Um, 
Well, just talking out my ass, really, and uh, and I just yeah. faded the show out, and now it's all changed, so I end on a high. But who knew you should end on a high with your show? Really? Um, you know, <laughs> it, it, to be honest. Hey, Edinburgh, really Edinburgh's a learning curve, man. You've got to be finding if all this you stuff out. Kill your last fifteen minutes. People will forget everything else. To be honest, it's the most important bit. Yeah. Um, so just, why, if you, why don't? If, What's the point of even turning up for the first half of the show? Just kill the last 15. Just stand there in silence and stare at everyone for half an hour and then kill it in the last 15. You'd probably get a bloody award, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd probably probably get an OBE. Oh, God. (laughs) But genuinely, I think people would leave that going, that was all right, actually. I really enjoyed that. You know, Even if you'd spent 40 minutes not doing anything. If you uh, just get one they, big laugh yeah. on the last joke, and then it's almost like you, you can search. You can go up there with no plan and no material and search for 45 minutes just to find a joke that everyone laughs at. And then just as soon as you get that, drop the mic and walk off. Yeah, I think they'd be like, that was all right. I like that joke he did at the end. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was actually quite good. Um, and then the other shows have gone well apart from last night. And I think a, couple, a, a lot of podcast listeners are in last night. But um, I know it was like 30 people, but it was... Not the good, uh, um, but I I blame them actually. You know, I've had yeah. some performances where I wasn't great, should. and but I think that was actually on the audience. I think I was actually pretty good. Um, uh, yeah, and I, I, it's it is quite a. I'm now realizing. I mean, I haven't bomb bombed like they were. That I got laughs, but yeah, I've spoken to some friends who have bombed their show, and it's like bombing for an hour. Apparently, is so just I was like, gonna, I was just about to ask if. I presume you just have to keep going. You got to keep going, um, and Fuck also th- there's like there's can't a, you be like you're not enjoying this? I'm not enjoying this. Let's just cut it off here. Um, I mean, the, yeah, that's the th- the worst thing about it is when you can tell they're all bored. The worst yeah. is that you, then you're bored as well, and it really no one feels... wants to be there. Let's <laughs> just go. Can't you do that? Because D- that, that makes sense. Because I hear about you know longer longer form bombing, and it is an art form. But just just let everyone go, including yourself. So how much do you give it of bombing? I think the the minimum. Yeah. If it's a forty five minute show, the minimum you have you have to do is twenty five minutes. All right. After, I mean that's all right. After, I, th- I thought you were saying. I mean that's more. But I reckon. No, you've got to you, feel I, it out. I don't think you should bring it up because I think then people because people are also dumb and once you tell them it's a bad show they really think it's a bad show. Okay, so well then instead, okay. just end it early. That, no, no, and no. That's all fake, I've got. No, no, fake a family emergency. Then they'll have no idea. You'll get a call. Could you could you role play that for me? How that would look? Um. Yeah. Fine. I'm in the. So you're on stage. <laughs> yeah. No um, one's interested. The, yeah, because uh, that, this that's is how everyone thing. looks. This is how everyone looks. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting a call. What? My mum's in hospital. I've got to go, guys. Well, you you delivered it like that as well. <laughs> yeah, because look, if they're not going to give me anything back, then why should I <laughs> even put like, delivery into the? Oh, my mum's in hospital. Hospital. You, you never know. You might even get a laugh from that because they know what you're doing. Thank you very much. Thank you, um, yeah, and then come back on for the round of applause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess when you when you've done that every night, it might <laughs> word might get round. 
that his mum just keeps ending up in hospital. Or, or it might get round that his mum is seriously ill. <laughs> we just, and just keeps should, falling down the stairs. So, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't have been so bored during that poor guy's show. He's clearly struggling. Yeah. He's clearly going through something. Maybe yeah. we're the problem. And that you, itself how, is the yeah. art form. How have you been? Is, is, there, is Taha and Adam in the house? Not right now, but... But are they around? They're around, yeah. Me and Adam yeah. made food and watched Better Call Saul last night. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Oh, big dice. Um, big dice. Uh, yeah, and how, been how have you been? How have, how have things been? Good. Went to, um, went to Pride this weekend. Mm. Which, that's why I miss every year it's, just, it's, just, it's a yeah, shame yeah. it always it never fails to deliver that's the thing it's always good it gets a lot of hype around it but it is always a, a fantastic day um, although it was the first time because I had I got scheduled on work on Sunday so I had to for the first time get out of Brighton basically or get the train back instead of a taxi back to mum's house because she doesn't live there anymore. Um, but so it took, I think we left, we left the actual village party thing at 10.30. We got back at 2.30 a.m. It was horrendous. Okay. Four hour journey. What was horrendous? What, how, what, oh, back to London? Yeah, yeah. That's brutal. How did you, how did you get back? We, well, we just got the train. But then as we got there, we realized there was a huge queue and just to get the train. And then it was one of those things where the train was absolutely rammed for every time and i we got we got through one wave it was too packed to get on so we wait for the next one got a seat but at that point i was like i need a, i need a wee already this is a problem because we couldn't go to the toilet and then we thankfully got a seat but then it was so round that you just couldn't get up to go to the toilet so i was in agony honestly the worst i've never needed a piss more in my life how close did you come to a uh, full-on unloading well, unloading see, a full was, round into your pants it was a kind of exercise of restraint and mental willpower and i was yeah. quite pleased with the results because it was almost it was one of the so toughest you're stronger mental, because of it uh, yeah it was you know because yeah. i thought yesterday i was finishing vertical saw with adam and i needed a wee and i thought you know what if i hadn't had that experience this weekend i probably would have said can we pause it and go for a wee didn't need to this time because oh, I'm really? a stronger man. Because you're, you're, yeah. you're mentally stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm mentally stronger now. That's but there was nothing Peterson would like. That's what I bet he does. Yeah. He, oh, he yeah. waits to the last moment. He and pisses then, himself. But <laughs> I had my legs crossed, naturally. And then we, was, we, was, we were like 20 minutes off and it was just hitting. It was hitting different, man. It was hitting different. But then we stood up, got to Victoria, stood up and... You, I just felt the. Per I felt like I was doing permanent damage to my bladder when I tried yeah. to. I couldn't. I couldn't run. I was honestly, and I promise you, this is happening. I'd love to if I had a video of this. <laughs> limping, half half run, limping through Victoria stations, uh -huh. going. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it was horrendous. Did you, did and you, then, did you have to um, like go like your back was crooked? Because yeah, you, can't, yeah. you can't stand up straight or else it's going to... Yeah, my back was kind of crooked. My shoulders were like this. I was limping and moaning, nearly in tears. Yeah. And then... and then, But we got off and then as we got... We went to go and get off at the doors and then they opened. Too many people like streamed through and they malfunctioned and shut the train doors. So we were stuck on there for about another minute and I was there oh. I, like, this is fucking ridiculous. And then the, t the toilets were of Victoria were closed. 
or were you? I was huffing and puffing. I, no, I was, I was, I was crying basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the, it was the, more of a whinge. Yeah, go on. It was more of a, a very deep moan from the soul. Um, but yeah, then fine, we got. Yeah, yeah. We got off of Victoria and the toilets went open. So I had to run to like a nearby green patch. Had the longest piss of my life. Do you think? But pride never disappoints. That was the longest well, if, piss of my life. Uh, Wikipedia top 10 Andrew's lengths of Andrew's pisses, you know, and they have like the, yeah. the, the numbers. Do you think this would be number one or you say it's probably circa top five? No, I, I'm pretty sure it would be number one. How confidently. long do you think? What kind of numbers were you racking up? I'm just getting a sense of how long five seconds is. At least thirty-five seconds That's of pure piss. of pure stream. Yeah, yeah, it was a Blast lot. It. And then, yeah. we, then we went down into the underground, and after that ordeal, and they still had the the journey from Victoria to go. And this fucking guy had his speaker out, and was playing this disco song. And he was, it was one of the most did he have, cavalier. Um, did he have an iPad? I don't know. He just had a big boom box and it was, was very back? loud. Yeah. Was he in his 40s? Older? Maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. Have I you seen this guy? guy? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've met him a couple of times. Was it, yeah, it's probably, a, it's either in Oxford Circus or Victoria. Was Oxford Circus? It was Victoria. Okay. Well, this is weird. Um, but he had, no, he had, he had a massive boombox and he was playing this one disco song, which I quite like. Um, but it was so was the whole board? platform could hear it. I can't remember. It was, it, I think it was Love Come Down, baby, you made my yeah, love yeah, yeah, come yeah. down. I, I know this guy. Um, and he was, well, if he does this more than on one night, this is terrifying. Because we came I, I, down I, 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 and he had I've his boombox. stories of other people. So he had I his boom, let me explain it. He had his boombox playing so the entire platform can hear, playing that song and would just get halfway through it, start it again. And I was honestly sitting on the platform just because there was, we had to wait 15 minutes for the night tube and it was 15 minutes of him playing half of that song and starting it again so the whole platform could hear. I was fucking livid. What's going through his head? That he, really, that he just really likes that one bit of the song and he doesn't care who knows it. And you didn't see what he was playing off? No. Was he using a phone? That, I, that why does that matter? Because I remember he had an iPad. That's what I remember. It might, he might have had an iPad, but it, I mean, if he's, I'm pretty it sure was, it was this guy because I saw him well, in someone else's Instagram story, and it was a song I actually showed you. Um, that was it. It was a great song. Uh, it was a great song, um, and he was playing disco tracks. And then someone it, there was this really weird um, altercation because it was a it was a good vibe. It was good music. Uh, and it's, he seemed like quite a fun-loving guy. And then someone asked him, oh, mate, wh- uh, what's that song? And he got kind of like, like he was getting that all the time and was literally like, uh, wouldn't tell him because he was like basically saying like, if I told you, I'd have to tell everyone. Like a fucking, like, like a... Bank the man's standing in an underground <laughs> station playing music for everyone. And then he had this, this, this kind of weird altercation where the guy was like, oh, I'm just asking for the song. And it just got, made it all very weird. Yeah, I don't... Uh, I mean, sometimes you ha- it's just a very audacious thing to presume that everyone on the underground at 1.30 in the morning wants to hear that music that you're playing. Yeah. Particularly if you're going to play the same song on repeat. Yeah. It was honestly the most astonishing thing I've seen for a while. 
but he seemed to be having fun and that's what matters at the end of the day isn't it mm. um, did you have something were you telling me something about Sean Bean or am I losing my mind no you're not losing your mind that's the big news is that Sean Bean has come out recently <laughs> in criticism he's come out in criticism of intimacy coordinators on film sets intimacy coordinators are basically people who are they kind of help help actors through sex scenes and kind of, I think, try and make it <laughs> seem intimate, but also allow it to be, for both actors to be comfortable. So it's, you know, sex scenes are pretty weird things to film. So what do they study? To, to sex. I mean, okay. I don't, like you, I don't think it's a degree. Or is it just like a person who's just like, yeah, I, I get it. I, I just get it's it. More, well, it's a profession. I'm sure you get trained in it. Um, so to try and make it feel real, basically, or just to try I think and make it's, feel at ease. I, I think it's both of those things. I think it's getting helping actors kind of get to know each other and like the moves to do to make everyone comfortable whilst also making a scene real. Mm. But Sean Bean isn't a fan of them because apparently no. <laughs> it kind of takes all the realness out of the sex scenes. So I think Sean Bean just wants to plow on set. <laughs> he does. I mean, that's something I've always found interesting because it, it feels like it would be... So, I mean, I'd be so embarrassed doing a sex scene, uh, a non-comedic one. It would be a lot. Um, but yeah, and having everyone in the room there. Um, but yeah, you you wonder if any... If do they... How much do you get off with that? Like, how much does it, like... Well, boners must forward? be prevalent. They must be prevalent in the That's industry. what I always think. Like, there's, look, there's going to be some, some chubbons around so in these sets. I think I, how, how it, they, they, they use this sort of cling film to wrap what, your... to wrap around the To the wrap Johnson. your cock and balls around so that you can, like, plow and it looks like it's going in, but it's not going in. Because obviously you can't penetrate because then it's porn. Yeah, so it stops direct genital contact. Yeah, so you're wearing like a like a cling film nappy and just blinking yeah. away, but it's all squished in. But then I I would think that my my extraordinarily powerful boner would just mm. pop through mm. that cling film because mm. it's very like pointy as well, isn't it? <laughs> like a knife through hot butter. Um, yeah, sharp edges, the, very unpleasant care. for your yeah. sexual partners. <laughs> just a knife, a sharpened blade. Yeah. Um, well, even just the presence of a boner is is awkward in itself because oh, here's you know. a good take. <laughs> but you know, people people get all misty eyed when you're talking about method actors and like people really committing to the scene and feeling it. I say if you don't have, well, a people boner, start crying. <laughs> yeah, I'm they saying start no. Talking about what Daniel Day Lewis and it's just. Yeah, yeah, they do. You've seen made shoes for. You've for seen a year. people do it. You've seen people do That's that. True. I've done it. Mate. I've done it. But therefore, on the same merit, like if you're not, if you're doing a sex scene and you haven't got a chub on, then should you be <laughs> in a Hollywood fired. production? Should you be fired? <laughs> should you be fired if you get a chub on? Yeah, because I, I, I think sometimes it would probably be quite awkward doing those sort of scenes. Um, but so, I just, yeah. I just wonder if anyone like enjoys it and finds it kind of hot uh, surely not no i mean maybe uh, maybe if but there's no sense of reality to it or gratification it's yeah. just i'm not sh i think i'd find it very hard to get any kind of heat or arousal out of a situation where i'm wearing a cling film nappy 
What and someone, <laughs> and so, you got you got a, a mic in your face as there's the sound yeah. guy, and yeah. then there's just the sweaty sound guy. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> That's not something I can necessarily get on board with, but but then yeah. I guess but you but the whole point is you're trying to lose yourself in that scene, so you know maybe. But it what if the 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 the, the the objective of the scene, your character objective, I'm talking proper dramatic work, is to yeah. honk Scarlett Johansson's titties. It's to honk them. <laughs> you know what a how, honk is. Do yeah, you know? how, yeah, I know what a honk is. How has my character got to that stage? Um, Scarlett Johansson um, has, it's, it's, it's admittedly, it's not a great film. I'm not going to sure. lie. Uh, but we got Scar- we got ScarJo in though. We got ScarJo in, and, and I think and she's regretted it immediately. But because she's, I'm the other star of it. <laughs> yeah, but it's because because it's only because Scorsese's directing it that she thought it it can't be that bad, and she was more doing it for the director. Because admittedly, the premise when she heard it, she was like, "That sounds awful." Well, Scorsese's directing. I'm sure directing Martin it. will do something with I'm it. I'm sure there's something interesting, but yeah. basically, um, every time you honk Scarlett Johansson's titties. Um, mm. A, a, a child is saved. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a, a, a real. It's it's sort of a moral. What? Yeah. What's what, what's your question? <laughs> for, for, I'm just saying. I'm actual- just trying to. I'm just trying to imagine things that might get you. You know, get you you horned up. <laughs> right. So, but what's your question? Would I be aroused if yeah. I had to honk? I don't think a honk is ever going to really do it for me. And then if someone has had a heart attack and died... Yeah, that's more my slap, You yeah. get to slap J-Lo's ass and they come back to life. <laughs> I d- so you're asking... You're asking me, it. Are you asking me would I be aroused in the situation <laughs> where my character can either honk Scarlett Johansson's titties or slap J-Lo's bum and people will basically be saved. Yeah, for different reasons, but... what It seems like an odd way to go in this conversation because you could have just said, well, would you not feel aroused if you're having a sex scene with (laughs) J-Lo? No. Instead of this odd premise. No, I tell you why that would probably be more horned up is because it wouldn't be so sexualized and awkward it would almost be, you'd feel less pressure and you could maybe, do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. no, I know. Because if, you, if you've got that, I don't think the sound guy would put me off in that, in that, in that scenario. And the, the, the hook is, you've written the film. Right, cool. <laughs> got it, yeah. So I am the, go- I'm the unnamed producer and ghostwriter that's been a, a mystery. And, you, and pro- you do the project. casting as well. Sure, yeah. Um, but Scorsese <laughs> and they're playing the J-Lo and J-Lo and um, Scott are playing themselves because yeah. <laughs> I do find that fascinating because there's that there was that um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt film Don John where he plays the porn addict oh yeah yeah did and he, he write wrote that? that he wrote and directed oh, himself that's and a then shame. it's just like and then I fucked Scarlett Johansson Scarlett Johansson yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's That's like weird that he wrote it himself. Is he? Is he a? Um, is he a secret Terry Crews? <laughs> 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 F- 
fucking Terry Crews, man. <laughs> I don't know. We talked about this on the main episode. Terry Crews' porn addiction, where he watches oh, yeah. porn from 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. Um, fucking and decided to, decided. Okay, we all do weird stuff, but talking about it on a reveal all podcast is what we struggle with. It's just one of the funniest things to be like acclaimed <laughs> as brave for. <laughs> <laughs> to come out because the amount of people coming uh, out about their mental health and struggling yeah. with depression and how tough it was losing their sister when they were growing up and how they've never really spoken like when Joaquin Phoenix talks about losing River Phoenix yeah yeah or just people that have you know <laughs> been sexually assaulted or, or anything like that and they come <laughs> out as and then Terry it's like I, it, it, I guess it's brave it's also you don't have to share that much of I would I would watch porn from sunrise <laughs> to sunset Wow, thanks for being honest for all those people struggling. <laughs> God, that took a lot of courage. It did, it did. In in a way, it took more courage than all of the other ones because yeah. it's such an embarrassing thing and it's like something that's kind of happening specifically on you. I guess it speaks about addiction, doesn't it? But So like if it, just uh, spare some details is what I'm saying. We don't need to know the extent of it. Cuz I would be interested to hear, I don't know, um someone like Ross Kemp, <laughs> right? Yeah. Ross Kemp uh, comes out and talks about having a micro penis, and the the issues he's found, the mental health struggles he's had, and the sort of uh, the problems he's had maintaining a sexual relationship with women because of the size mm. of his penis. Now, what do you I think s- when you have like a dramatic sit down with that? Yeah. You've got Ross Kemp, and it's dramatic lighting, mm. um, and you find out his penis is. At two millimeters right again what's your question <laughs> i'm saying is that is that brave? comparable is that comparable? yeah that's that's brave now <laughs> and there's just something about terry cruz and how he did it that just gets <laughs> it's just the the extent of like he could have does he need to talk about the i watched it all day <laughs> the problem with it is the problem what with it is... Try, is, he, is he trying to highlight the issue for other people? Yeah, I, get, I guess so. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just it's strange. It's just a strange one. How much of a, like, a, if that is... I mean, because in a way, it's important that he said he's doing it all day because now I'm like, holy shit, that is a problem. Yeah, yeah. Rather than just, you know, he likes to watch porn too much. That yeah. is... But the problem is you just can't, it's a tough one. And I think it is brave because of this, because all you can think about is Terry Crews sitting in a dark room with a glass of whiskey all day, just watching porn. Whiskey? That's just kind of, I'm just imagining. I did, we don't know it was a dark room either, did we? I don't think, I don't think, I think whiskey is a much more sophisticated drink. It's almost too, someone. It's, it's cooler. A glass of milk. <laughs> that is horrendous. <laughs> no, I think it's, I think he's, I think he's drinking a, three litre bottle of Mountain Dew or something like that. All right. If oh, that kind of sort of vibe. That is that vibe. I yeah. prefer him to have He's, milk. You wouldn't want him with like a a tumbler with like scotch in it and maybe... It, no, because then it's almost vibes. like... Then it's almost like he's getting something artistic from the porn if he's got a, gla- a tumbler of whiskey. He seems yeah. like he's getting something that we don't understand. Like he's studying it in a way. Plus... <laughs> Uh, a glass of milk, the guy doesn't actually want to be there, but he has to be there. No, I reckon how Terry Crews watches porn for 11 hours a day is like in one of those kind of classic office cubicles 
from right. like the nineties. He's constantly peering over the. <laughs> <laughs> I see a good film. So it's got like the the t- the 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 big t- uh, computer screen. He's got a picture of his family. He's got like a stapler, and he's sit- sat not lounging back. He's just watching it like this, as if he's working. That's how I imagine doing it. He's so Terry Crews, a rich and famous actor, has rented out an <laughs> office cubicle with other people in it, set it up like shirt. he works there, because that is becoming a whole different kind of problem. That's not just a porn addiction. That's an identity crisis. Yeah, and then people who are using the office space are like... Is, is that-, that Terry Crews? <laughs> and they're like, you know, he's, he's watching porn in there. He's not doing he's a very not, good job of hiding he's not, wearing, he's not wearing headphones. It's, it's coming straight out of the monitors. <laughs> it's very loud. <laughs> oh, dear. And he, maybe he hasn't realised, but he's been on for 10 hours. And he's watched he's, every... <laughs> have, any, have any of you seen him go home? <laughs> no, no, I haven't either. Because uh, he's so big, you can just see the top of his head. <laughs> his bald head popping up. <laughs> all right uh that's as much time we've got for this week uh thank you so much for listening guys we really appreciate it we're gonna go over to the patreon now uh please subscribe come see my show 10 p.m at the wavely bar thank you guys very much cheers bye